Coming up right now, the newest episode from Carr, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. That which is below corresponds to that which is above, and that which is above corresponds to that which is below, to accomplish the miracles of the one thing. Welcome to Building Your Book Correspondence, the tenth episode of Three Pagans and a Cat, and the third episode in our Building Your Book series. Today's opening is courtesy of 8th century alchemical and hermetic text Tabula Smaradina, authored by Hermes Trismegistus. You may call me Ode. And you may call me Carr. And I didn't even know we had stuff from the 8th century. <laughs> I'm impressed. You may call me Gwyn, Mary Meet. I'm Ode's mother. Shout out to our new Patreon supporters, Tally Kozoyle Thompson and Stevie Thompson. At special request from Willow Lackett, we will now be reading a very long book title. <laughs> Please enjoy. A Complete System of Magic, or the History of the Black Art, showing the original of magicians and how some of them were made kings, as Zoroaster, Cadmus, and many others, how the ancient magi who studied philosophy, astronomy, etc., were induced to turn wizards and sorcerers and deal with the devil, and how their conversation began, the different shapes assumed by the devil in his first appearances to magicians, and whether he is or has been allowed to assume a human shape, who first practiced magic as a diabolical art and its progress among the Egyptians and Phoenicians, by whom it was first openly encouraged, and its present state, what the black art really is, the various manner of its practice in different parts of the world, and of the doctrine of spirits, how far it may be supposed there can be intercourse between the superior and infernal beings, and whether the magic art now subsists, how far the devil may be raised by magical operations, and whether it is by their own power or by mutual concert with the devil, the whole compiled from the best authorities, ancient and modern. <laughs> I guess they were a little concerned about the devil. Do you think? <laughs> a trifle. How many times was that mentioned in there? <laughs> uh, at least half a dozen. At least. Oh the my the funny thing is, is that it actually is a complete system of magic. Is uh -huh. the actual title of the book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or the history of the black art. Or the history know. of the yeah. black art. Yeah, black so. dash art. Does, yes. it, does yeah. it include eating chocolate? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just slide that Harry Potter reference in there. Well, hey, might as well. So, so uh, I love the dead silence. It's like put some crickets in there. So, so that brief digression aside, today we're gonna be we're gonna be covering correspondences in in the building your book series. So far, we've covered um, grimoires ancient, and sort of the. Very beginning, beginning stages, stages of, mm -hmm. of building your book. Dedicating your book. Yep, dedicating yeah. your book. Protecting it. Yep. Yeah. So now we're going to be getting into some of the, the first pieces of real content that you'll want to put into your grimoire or book of magic. And we thought correspondences, because they're sort of a very basic mm, magical practice are mm -hmm. uh, a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And there's lots of them. Oh, oh many, gosh. Holy cow. So, so many. many. Yep. <laughs> And they don't always agree, which yeah. can make it confusing for people. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to start with uh, what correspondences actually are. Gwyn has some definitions, and then I'm going to sum it up when she's done reading them. Mm -hmm. I do not think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a, a correspondence is a direct relationship to or with something or between two things. Synonyms for correspondence include correlation, Agreement, compatibility, conformity, similarity, resemblance, parallel, um, and, and accord. The idea is that when you use a correspondence, you are using something that is in accord with what your intention is. Right. Correspondences, at a very basic level, 
are the symbolic connections between things and concepts. Those connections enable sympathetic magic, where you do something to one thing to have an effect on another thing, to function. Whether that link is psychological, like it only exists because you think it does, spiritual, like it only exists because there's a connection between this world and another world, or an innate energy quality is up for debate and is going to vary wildly based on your traditions and personal beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I like what one of the articles I found on ThoughtCo, which is one of our favorite (laughs) places to go find information, everything has a signature of sorts. Mm -hmm. And so that is where um, many of these correspondences are drawn from, is that each thing has its own energy, its own spirit, that kind of thing. Yeah. The theory of, of correspondences and of sympathetic magic generally or is derived from the theory of interconnectedness, Mm -hmm. that idea that there are indelible, if invisible, relationships between things, either in this world or between worlds. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that something which has a correspondence to an idea, like I believe apples have a correspondence to health and longevity, something I do to an apple has a relationship to that concept, and I can draw those concepts down into whatever my practice is involving the apple. <laughs> I, followed, I followed that. You followed but that? Carr is, is a good reference point for this because he doesn't do magic. Right. Exactly. So, at least at this point. Right. So, so if it makes sense to Carr, hopefully right. <laughs> it makes sense to other people. I think it's also important to note that there are correspondences for practically... Everything oh, everything! Yeah, out there, there are there are some some sort of common correspondence mediums: mm-hmm. stones, plants, colors, colors, numbers, elements, times, days of the week, days of the week. Yeah, the planets. Um, but hypothetically, anything can be a correspondence if you connect that object, that physical thing, with a metaphysical concept. Mm-hmm. That's a correspondence. Exactly. Right. Yep. The other thing that I think it's worth noting is that um, divination. Mm -hmm. actually uses correspondences pretty heavily because divination is the process of interpreting symbolic images. That's correct, yeah. And and so the the meaning of a divination is as much defined by the reader's frame for Mm -hmm. that, for those symbolic connections, as it is by the literal result of the divination. Exactly, because a lot of it does come down to intuition, but you have to have a starting point, Mm -hmm. a correlation, a correspondence from which to build from. Yep. And the the Rider weight deck, which is the basis for most, if not 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 all, but most tarot decks. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you to say the word tarot in there because tarot, yeah. mm-hmm. Rider weight to a lot of people are is very vague. Right, what like, yeah. the hell are you talking right. about? Right, <laughs> tarot. Four, four months ago, I wouldn't have known what the hell That's that was. Right. So. <laughs> so, so the Rider weight tarot deck is Area. the is the basis for a lot of modern tarot decks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Rider Waite deck itself still exists, and, and you can get the modern and revised versions or the original versions. Mm-hmm. But those have a lot of hermetically derived correspondences that, that make up their meanings. That's where those meanings come from. I think it's also important to note that various traditions uh, mm-hmm. can also have their own correspondences and meanings to to what they do and what yep. they use yep. for their well, and, rituals and their spellcraft. Well, and, and even in divination, Gwyn uses a, a green mm-hmm. tarot deck. It, I think it has a Rider-Waite base, but it diverges from it at, at some points. The images in the Rider-Waite deck and the green witch deck 
very significantly. Even and, the names of the suits are yeah. different. And and there are, you know, the, the green tarot deck in, involves a lot of plants, and mm-hmm. the correspondences for those plants are listed in the card meanings. That's correct. You know, so that it's it's imp- I think it's important to bring that information with you when you do a divination. Mm-hmm. And not just for tarot, because, like, you do scrying. I do. And the images you see are not always literal, Sometimes they're, you know, symbolic or metaphorical. And I have to do, I have to interpret those symbols. Mm -hmm. And it does help to have a frame of reference based on a correspondence. Mm -hmm. That being said, where do correspondences come from? Uh, This, I think, is an interesting subject. And there's not, like, hard and fast rules about this, especially because correspondences do vary from tradition to tradition, place to place. But I've identified what I think are, are five sort of basic origination points for most correspondences. Okay. So the first is um, folklore and mythology. If there is a symbolic item used in a piece of folklore or a folk tradition or um, the lore uh, or mythology, that creates a correspondence, especially if it's from your tradition. So, like, I have a correspondence between apples and health and longevity because in the Norse tradition, Ithun has the the apples of immortality, which she presents to the gods, and that's how they maintain their long life, is because Idun has the orchard and presents those apples to the other gods. I wonder if that's how we came up with the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Could be. If that comes down from that. I I don't know. And I think a lot of sayings do come come from the the lore and the traditions from our our ancient ancestors. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think that uh, Idun's orchard is the only orchard with with those no i believe no, connections Brigid. yeah brigid brigid yeah. also has a, a magical apple, apple orchard. orchard right yeah um so so you know these things are not always you know isolated events right i think a lot of correspondences come from from those directions especially the tradition specific ones mm-hmm. i think some correspondences come from the natural or scientific qualities of these of the item itself mm-hmm. um for example copper which is considered a magical conductor I think it's probably considered a magical conductor because it's a very, very good conductor of heat and electricity. Exactly. That's why it's used in wiring so extensively. Right. So I think that's probably where that that magical correspondence comes from. Yeah. It's... From physical, yeah, from observance, from its physical qualities. Makes me think, like, in the future, if, like, fiber optics will then have a magical right? correspondence, and because I think, and that's, that's replacing a lot of the exactly. copper in, in things. And mm-hmm. that, well, and that's, I think, where a lot of, of the tech witch, modern witch mm-hmm. stuff comes from, is people looking at, like, our modern stuff that didn't exist in the olden days, right. being like, well, carbon fiber's strong, it's probably correspondent to something. Right, and gotcha. there are techno-pagans out there mm-hmm. who their entire practice yeah, is it's, based it's on all... technology. Yeah, mm. yeah so cool. so that, that exists, and I think that's based on just the way correspondences work. Mm-hmm. I can see no reason that that wouldn't be valid. Right. Exactly. Another um, origin point for correspondences is etymology or history. You look at the planet Mars which is associated with warlike um, qualities. Through its namesake, the Roman god Mars and Mm -hmm. the Greek god Ares, and Ares' name derives from either ruin or help, depending on your etymological preference. Right. And, And, you know, Ares is a warlike god. But so the planet itself doesn't... You know, aside from that connection to the the Roman god of war... The planet doesn't have like a naturally warlike quality, hmm. but it has a correspondence to war. 
Which is interesting because we have so many movies based on Martians attacking us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've taken that Roman, Grecian... That, that, gods, that Hellenic god. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. And, that concept of mm-hmm. war, and because, aggression. Right, and mm-hmm. because we stuck that to the name of a planet... Yeah, the one that happened take, to be closest to us. Right, we now <laughs> take that planet and go, well, it's obviously going to attack us. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's very interesting. Yep. Yep, we went there. Well, yes, we we got there before they... Yes. Well, as far as we know. Right. We got there before they got here. That's right. So some correspondences, I think, are just rooted in, you know, if you dig down far enough, you'll find that there's a historical reason for gotcha. those correspondences. Mm-hmm. Some correspondences, I think, come down to the fact that humans are pattern-recognizing animals. Yep. That we look for patterns in things. So, for example, gold, the metal, the sun, the astrological body... The color yellow and the fruit oranges are all symbols of rulership, abundance, and power because, I think, they're all very similar. They all present very similar visuals. Mm -hmm. And so humans look at those things and say, aha, these things are connected. Whether they're connected on like a spiritual or energetic level is sort of beside the point because humans looked at them and said, these things are connected and now, in our sort of cultural consciousness, they are. And but, I think, but, but because we have put that intention into mm-hmm. them for so long, oh yeah, yeah, I think, that, I think I that think then transfers yeah. into that. Yeah, I right. think. So I even think, if it di- even if an orange didn't originally mean that, right? Because for so because long, millennia have, of of subconscious right, belief have gone into it that yep. that orange now has that intention. Yep. That I agree. I would yeah. agree with that. I'd also say that it's also it could come down to experience. If someone made that correlation back, you know, back in the ancient time, where uh, with the orange, right, and in practice with whatever they did in practice, it encouraged and this belief and then it would be passed down right, right. into the collective or conscious. we just had a king somewhere who really liked oranges That's right possible and because too. he ate them a lot that we just exactly that, that made them oranges divine. were divine. exactly and that's information we'll probably never, never retrieve yeah. exactly so, <laughs> so I, I think it all i think all of these are possibilities for for mm-hmm. reasons for these correspondences i think it can be down to experience it can be down to belief and intention uh observation right. all of these things well, and, and, and so then the last route, I think, for correspondences is UPG. That's unverified, mm-hmm. un- unverifiable personal gnosis, which is just you I have an intuition it. about a thing. Yeah. I believe so, it, so yeah. it is. Exactly. So, yeah. so, you know, like word on the street is Loki likes chocolate. That's pure UPG. There wasn't chocolate in Scandinavia. Right. In yielding days, there's no mention of chocolate in the sagas. This just comes out of, you know, people interacting with their yeah. god yeah. and identifying okay well he likes it when i offer him this yeah. so yeah and we've got the same thing uh in my tradition is the doctor really likes coffee mm-hmm. and that's that's pure modern yep. upg right yeah but those things become correspondence and yeah. they're perfectly valid mm-hmm. yeah yeah agree just not as widely spread. Exactly. So just because... That would be an, maybe something that would be an example of something that is in a tradition, mm-hmm. especially if it's a modern Yeah, tradition. especially, yeah, the, the reconstructed traditions, right. mm-hmm. like heathenry and, and the Celtic Reconstructionism. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to be clear, not all Reconstructionists accept UPG. 
some of them are very, very hostile to you, Fiji, and to, to sort of any syncretism, syncretism or um, evolution of the religion at all. But um, as yeah. I have as I have gone into extensively on the blog, uh, I have a different opinion. Right. <laughs> and that's uh, that blog post was Ode that's, to Breathing? Yeah, that's Ode to Breathing, where yeah. I go into it in rambling detail. <laughs> but has, you know, connected with people that mm-hmm. blog post has. Apparently, so yeah. We, somebody randomly retweeted it. You posted it, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah, something like that. And somebody that. randomly retweeted it this week. I think it was right after Convocation that I posted mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's been a bit. Yep. So one other thing, since we're talking about building your book, now we've talked about mm-hmm. all these different things Right, for we've, we've covered sort of the basics yep. of correspondence is what they are, because I know not everybody's going to be familiar with, right. especially the people who are new to, to the process. And which, people can, can, can find, because there are so many tables and there are so many different be, types... It can be daunting. incredibly daunting and overwhelming to to even consider how do I bring this into my practice, right. into mm-hmm. my life, into, into my, my book. craft, into <laughs> my book. And we're going to link to a bunch of resources uh-huh. for these. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch. It's uh, going to be a big blog yeah, post. Yeah, it's going to be a big blog post. We're going to try to break them up into some semblance of uh-huh. order. Yeah. Ode is going to do that. I'll create some kind of organization <laughs> out of the mess. <laughs> Keep in mind, you can use these or you can not use these. These are ones that we've done a lot of research on mm-hmm. and found to be at least as close to accurate for our traditions. Right. Uh, individually, they make sense to us. <laughs> individually and as a family. And then... But that doesn't make them the be-all, end-all right. of correspondence. Right. right, exactly. So exactly. Th- at the these end are just th- our suggestions, but take them as that. They're just suggestions. Exactly. Because yeah. at, at the end of the day... If you don't have a personal correspondence between the thing and the concept, it doesn't work. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, but because we're talking about building your book, mm-hmm. I think we ought to talk about how do you put correspondences yeah. into your book. How to organize mm-hmm. them. Right. Because you could end up with just a, an extremely long list of words that don't make any sense right, when exactly. you glance at them, <laughs> which wouldn't be very useful. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... So let's talk about correspondence tables. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I know that for myself, um, in my own grimoire, Mm -hmm. I have broken them up by, basically, by color, by fragrance or essential oil, by plant. By medium. By medium. Mm -hmm. That's how I've done it, is by medium. Some people uh, do it alphabetically. Right. Which I can can see how that might be valuable if you've got... Mm -hmm. I think alphabetically would be better for like a small list of correspondences. Mm-hmm. I think as yeah. you as you as that list extends, alphabetical becomes less practical. Right. Some, um, my some preference do it by intent. Yeah, that's my preference. My preference is to start with intent and then break it down inside that intent into mediums. So like I okay. would and then I would do have the alphabetical within the medium, probably because okay. I'm myself, because I'm a parody the, of myself. It's the OCD in you, yeah. yeah. So, so I would say I would have like a prosperity heading for that intention, and then inside that I would have minerals, and then an alphabetical list of minerals related to prosperity, and then plants, an alphabetical mm-hmm. list of plants related right. to prosperity, etc. And it really does depend on what you want to work with and how what works best for you. Right. If you're never going to use plants in your practice at all, then you don't need to add those to your correspondence tables. For instance, I only really use herbs, plants, and oils Mm -hmm. with very few stones and then colors. 
So those are the correspondences I have listed in my grimoire. Right. I don't need other things well, in there. Well, and since mm -hmm. I'm so new to this and I'm creating my grimoire mm -hmm. from scratch, usually using the Velocity Rose version uh -huh. Uh -huh. of how to do it all online. <laughs> the digital version. The digital mm -hmm. version. The cloud book. Yep. Google Drive. Yep. Mm -hmm. So again, if anybody wants to like follow along as I'm building this, feel free to email yeah. me Request. at car at com. Request access. Request access and I'll add you to that. I can see myself adding all of the correspondences, whether I use them or not, because mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to use. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And so yeah, because I'm gonna, you have no idea. Yeah, so mine's going to be probably way more intense mm -hmm. than somebody who's been doing this for a long time, because I have no clue. Right. And mm -hmm. I can see, talking about the Velocity Rose version of mm -hmm. the way of doing things, is I'm going to have one entire book that's just correspondences. That's, that's all yeah. it's going to be, because... It, there's so many of them yeah. as, as I've been doing this research on them. I mean, I, I probably sent 14 to 17 links to Ode yep. going, here's the things I've looked at that I thought really work would work well for me. Uh -huh. So I could see this being a very big list. And I don't want to probably just list what the mineral is. Right, mm -hmm. you want to also I like, also want to list its properties mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff because I don't know them off the top of and my head. And that's that's where the Velocity Rose method, which I'm going to call it from now on. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Velocity VR. Rose method. It's the, the, VR, the method. VR method. The VR method. <laughs> that's that's where the VR method is really useful because you can you can include links. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you could you know you could ha you could do what I do and have like a prosperity heading and mm -hmm. then minerals and then gold, right? Yep. Uh, and then gold could link to another section further down the book that is just about the gold mineral. Right, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, which would enable you to sort of short form the tables, but have that information accessible. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. So again, it really does come down to what's going to work best for you. If it's yeah. intention with correspondences mm -hmm. listed, then that's what you want to do. If it's by element or by, you know, by what the correspondence is, right. and then right, and then including what its intention would right. be, mm -hmm. you can do it that way. That's how I do it. For instance, I would have the flour listed or mm -hmm. the, the oil listed and bergamot. then all, yeah, bergamot. <laughs> and then I would have all the different things that I could use bergamot for right. in, a, in a spell or in a ritual. But it, it does come down to what is going to work best for you. Right. I find, I find listing by intent more useful just because it's easier to browse when I know what kind of spell I want to do. Right. You know, when I, when I, you know, because for the most part, I'm not just browsing my book like, what can I do today with what I have in my cupboard? Right. I'm, you know, I'm going like, okay, today I want to accomplish X task. And right. for that, mm -hmm. I will need blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. Right. The other thing you can do as you, as you're building your book and as you're building your uh, magical cabinet even, mm -hmm. is maybe you want to start with just what you have available. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and this is this is I think is um relevant to to the point we made earlier about how anything can be a correspondence, mm -hmm. not just like the traditional correspondences. Right. If you have a tissue, you can probably you probably have a correspondence between tissues and something. You know, if to you tissues mean health, you can use that in a spell. If mm -hmm. to you tissues mean sickness, you can use that in a spell. And hopefully, tissues come in various colors, so uh -huh. you could even use cor color, color correspondences, correspondences in it. You know, in combination with that, it really does come down to what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And if you've got to be creative with it, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what magic is, baby. That's right, and that is the truth because you know a lot of times 
people, you know, people could dish out a crap ton of money mm-hmm. for all of these different tools yeah. and herbs and oils and things and like that. And sometimes that stuff is nice to have. It is nice to have, but you don't, I think this is uh, sometimes a yeah. discussion that Odin and I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have all the the tools and the the knickknacks the and bric a bracks and things to have ritual and to perform spellcraft mm-hmm. because it, it really does ultimately come down to intention and what it is that you have in your home right. <laughs> available to you if you need something for focus for a spell. Right. When and I disagree slightly on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me your disagreement because I then want to weigh in. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I, Ode, prefer to do magic or ritual with things. I prefer to have physical objects that not that are not just focuses for me, but homes for the spell to live in. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, and we, I've mentioned this before where... Like, I, I have this impression that I got out of nowhere that <laughs> that um, spells and magic create sort of little, tiny, limited, focused consciousnesses. So when I create a spell, I'm creating a very tiny, sort of sentient being and telling it, do this job for me. Especially if it's like an ongoing spell. I'm saying, do this job for me repeatedly until I say you can stop. Right. And... I don't know, maybe this is a hospitality thing, but I feel like it's extraordinarily rude to do that and then say, and you don't get to live anywhere. You have to just be free floating and exist in the void. Like, I want to give that, I want to give that little tiny thing I've created a space and say, this is yours. You live here. That also probably helps you to focus on it daily uh-huh. as you see yep, that exactly. thing. Exactly. Every over time and I over see it, again. I reinforce to myself, right. okay, this we're doing and so this thing. It, it does reinforce it to you, but it, it should also then reinforce that magic as mm-hmm. well because you're then putting more intention into yep. it. By... Putting more focus. Right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I can see that. Now, for me, when I started out in, in Wicca, you know, I did the traditional training mm-hmm. through studying books, I used correspondences, and in some ways I felt very restricted by the rules, if you will, the rules and regulations that I gleaned from all these books on how to do spellcraft, how to do Mm -hmm. ritual. Eventually, over time, I found a mentor who was a traditional witch. She came from a background of uh, both Bruja and Strega Mm -hmm. witchcraft. She was also a Gnostic. So she came at... at, She was very eclectic. She was very eclectic. And so she came at witchcraft and spellcraft from a very different perspective. And she was my mentor for two years. And for two years, she said, if you need tools to focus, if that is what you desire to use, then by all means, use them. Use the color correspondences. Use the tools and and the candles and the things that you have. But spellcraft is truly about transforming your will into reality by using your own personal energy or the energy allies of plants or the earth or whatever you have around them. So for two years, she spent this time teaching me how to craft and send and create intention strictly through mental imagery and spellcraft through... Gwyn's spells require no props. Exactly. I I can I use I use correspondences because I, I like to have candles or oils or colors to help me focus on something if I need that, but I can cast a spell with absolutely nothing. I can just 
focus my intention, send it out into the universe and know it will be done. That is because that is something that my mentor taught me. Mm-hmm. Not all witches believe that and that's fine, which is why my whole philosophy is if you need tools, if you want tools, right. if you want to use the correspondences, if it speaks to you, by all means do so. But you don't have to have those things if you don't want to. So why do I have two kitchen cabinets full of stuff? Because I like to use correspondences. Okay, so the person who needs them... <laughs> has fewer stuff. Has fewer, has fewer stuff things. than uh. the person who doesn't need them. I know, it's a weird dichotomy. No, it's... I, I Yeah, need... I actually... For someone who's like, I need a physical home for my spell creature, I have very few actual yeah, so, items. I mean, it's just, yeah, so... That's why I wanted to hear this discussion, because <laughs> yeah. I thought that the, that was the way it was going. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But, like... <laughs> you have so much more you stuff. Do. You have a lot of herbs, especially. I have, yeah. I, because I particularly enjoy working with herbs and plants and oils. Mm-hmm. That is just, and candles. But even if you I look enjoy at that. our altars, your altar has more stuff on it than all uh-huh. of mm-hmm. Probably the two of our altars combined. combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's because I enjoy it, not because I need it. Okay. Right. All right. That's that's what it all comes down to. And that's why I always say it comes down to what your preference is, what right. works best for you. Do I have to have that stuff? No. Do gotcha. I want to have that stuff? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. So before we dive into actual correspondences, right? It's time for reviews. <laughs> that was that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> good job, You've been working Carl. on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's stupidly stuck in my head. <laughs> Still? Oh my gosh! It's I can't ridiculous. say I can't say anything. Gwen and I have been singing it to each other. <laughs> we have. <laughs> We'll just, be, we'll just be in the kitchen and then just be like, time for the reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. We will. It's kind of sad, actually. So the review today is a little different from the reviews we've done previously. Right. In that it is not a pagan store. Correct. And also in that it is a personal friend of mine. Yeah, but so let me explain this because I'm actually the one who's like, we need to review this. Yeah. You and Gwen were both pretty much like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so let's explain why we, why we are reviewing this. Wow, English is hard today. <laughs> we're reviewing this because, A, both Ode and Gwen use the product. Yep. So And I've th- been using this product for a while since it started existing, yeah, basically. Yeah, a couple of years, really. <laughs> yep. And the other reason is, is there was this big event that was going to go mm-hmm, on in a, yeah. in a major city. Yep. That literally imploded before it was supposed to happen. Which was this weekend. Which was this weekend. Completely imploded and didn't happen at all. Yeah. Lots of lots Lots of of people were displaced. Yes. Yeah. And and because this was not a pagan event, I'll put that out there right now. This This was was not a pagan event. event. It was a different kind of event. But but it just dissolved. Right. And people lost a lot of money. money. Right. And so the person who that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. and her products was going to be there as yeah. a vendor. Yep, she she so, bought a vendor table for right. so significant money. money. <laughs> yep. Shipped a bunch plane. of product there for, for significant money. Yep. Flights, played for hotels. plane flights, all that kind yep. of stuff. So somewhat we're trying to help her out. Uh huh. But otherwise, other than that. I know that you all love the product. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. and we had met, we talked briefly about reviewing it maybe mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, previously, but since this just happened, we thought, right. okay, well, now's the time. Yep. Yep. But it's actually really appropriate for an episode about correspondences yes, because, it is. like I said, anything can be a correspondence, and that includes your makeup. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, we're reviewing Dragon Sworn Cosmetics, which is owned, operated, and produced, and run, and completely managed by my friend Cal. 
who I have known for almost a decade now, entirely on the internet, because that's the person I am. And she started making, she started making nail polish a couple of years ago for herself because she can't handle the smell of, of conventional nail polish. And didn't you say she's sensitive to some of the ingredients? She's sensitive to some of the ingredients that are in a lot of nail polishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so she started making five free nail polish, which is nail polish that includes, that doesn't include a lot of the the really harsh chemicals that are in the formaldehyde yeah, and all that that, that are in some 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 of the standard nail polishes. And the other reason she started making her own is that she was dissatisfied with the colors available in five free nail polishes that were on the market. So yep. she just started making her own. And then we, her internet friends, begged her to let us buy them. And eventually she caved and put up an Etsy store. And, and it's history and it has, from there. And it has snowballed from there. Right. But so she's she started making these nail polishes, and I have ordered. And I am not kidding. 50 of them, I'm pretty sure. All different colors. All of them different colors. All of them beautiful. They're extremely vibrant colors. I've got them in reds and greens and blues and gold. I've got like three different golds. Now, to be fair, she does have some paler colors. She's got some pale colors. I've got some of those too. I've got, mm-hmm. I've got a white. I've got two whites. I've got three whites. I've got a white, a different white, and a white with blue sparkles in it. Uh, a lot of them do have sparkles in them, either very like fine glitter or very large um, sparkles. But I like I like the vibrancy of the of the di- of the darker colors, mm-hmm. the the different shades of yeah. the various colors. She's got some colors, great reds, beautiful reds, beautiful purples. She's got blues. some really and some really sophisticated blacks. If you're into mm-hmm. black nail polish, she's got a black nail polish called Jack, that is it's black but it has like a blue mm-hmm. undercoat that yeah, becomes so like a that light. becomes cool. like a prismatic think, sheen. It's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, it, it she really does know how to to just make color. Yeah. That is outstanding. If this was the 80s, you'd have been all over it. Ordering the nail polish. If she did eyeliner, I'd be ordering the the eyeliner. She she does eyeshadows. She does lip glosses. And they are uh, mineral eyeshadows. So you could do them as eyeliner. And they're very vibrant colors. They're gorgeous. You can use them as an eyeliner. Mm -hmm. She has lip gloss. I think she's just started. uh, She has has um, body butters. Oh my God. Listen, you guys. I hate putting things on my skin, <laughs> and I mean that pretty much universally. Universally, I don't use lotion. I don't wear makeup. I don't. I don't even like to to get wet unexpectedly. Like you don't I, even like to get wet expectedly. Expectedly, <laughs> I just resign myself to it. I don't like to have textures of any kind on my skin. So I was really reluctant to try the body butters when she started making them. They're amazing. They're so good, y'all. And the scents they are beautiful. So nice. And I, when I got the one that I have, I think it's called Sarah. It's called Sarah. Yeah, S E R A. And it has kind of a lemon base to it. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. And the first time I I wore it, I was at uh, work, and someone said, "What are you wearing? It smells like spring." Uh huh. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of been its you know for us. It's it been smells, its like like it smells like spring. Yeah. It's so they're it's they're, my favorite. And I they're love not it. overwhelming scents. No, they're not on, in on the body butters. They're they're very um, sometimes very elaborate. Sometimes there are a mm-hmm. lot of like notes involved, but they're they're really like mild and pleasant. But they don't fade quickly. No. Yeah. You put it on. I I usually I just put it on sort of my forearms because of my skin <laughs> situation. 
<laughs> because textures bleh. So I just put it on my forearms and I can smell it all day and it's great. It's wonderful. And it's, um, it's pleasant. It doesn't overwhelm. Mm-hmm. She also is and even making... And even with my texture situation, like it, it's smooth enough and it like doesn't leave any residue behind on yeah. my skin. So I'm okay with it. And she also has started making soaps mm-hmm. that correlate with the body butters. Yep. Yeah, she started so, making soaps. There were, a, like, a year ago. She's just, like, she is so she's, industrious. Yeah, yep. And she's got, so there, if you if you go to Etsy, the Etsy shop, Dragon Sworn Cosmetics, which is where you can get these. And let's say it slowly. Dragon, Dragon Sworn Cosmetics. Uh, and the link will be in the blog post. But uh, if you go there, you will see these are fandom-based products, fandom-based cosmetics. You don't have to be Gwyn a fan. Gwyn has no idea what any of them are. Not a clue, but I know I just go through and I go, ooh, that's pretty. And I get that. <laughs> uh-huh. And I fall in love with it. Every single shade, yeah. everything you got I've a, tried. You got a manicure once in Shepherd. Yes, I did. I got it. And it was gorgeous. It's this beautiful kind of a ruby it's a, red. Yeah, it's a ruby. Absolutely yeah, stunning really, really color. Nice. I use the lip gloss. I use the the body butter. Mm-hmm. I want to try the soaps. Yep. I mean, everything. You I, don't have to be a fan to enjoy Once I started it. buying Dragon Sworn Cosmetic Nail Polish, for a while there, I was buying five a month. Yep. And I was wearing them... Daily, pretty much. Every single day there for like a year and a half. Each nail. Yep. One different color. I, I, there, the only time there was not nail polish on my hands was when I was transitioning nail polishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, they last a very long time. I, I, I would wear them with an undercoat. Mm-hmm. And you do, I need to, to be clear, you do need to wear an undercoat with this nail and polish. And a top coat. Well, the top coat is for longevity, but you okay. need the undercoat. Because the pigments in these nail polishes are very, very strong. And if you don't wear an undercoat, some of them will stain your nails. You will stain your nails. So wear an undercoat. You won't have to worry about that. Then put on two layers of the nail polish and then a top coat. And it will last you for two and a half weeks easily without chipping. Absolutely. And it's... it The cord, the colors are gorgeous. Yeah. And I can't say enough very, good things very about vibrant, it. Vibrant. And I have several of the blacks mm-hmm. that I just absolutely love. And they're all love. distinct. Yeah, that's the thing. They're all a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she does it. Magic? That could be. <laughs> Maybe it does fit. Maybe it does fit. It. They're all just slightly different shades, or they have a different kind of glitter mm-hmm. in them. Or, But they're all good for your nails. Yep. All of the body butters, the lip colors, the eye colors, yeah, are everything. all extremely... Are safe um, for sensitive many skin. Many of them are, are are vegan or organic. You have to check, because some of the nail polishes I know use... Um, use pigments that are animal-based. Insects. It's insects, just so you know. <laughs> a lot of red pigments come yeah. from insects. Right. Which I guess a lot of people don't know, but that's a fact. So that some, is the truth. So many red things are not vegan. But she does have um, some vegan nail polishes and, and, and such likes uh, that you can find. And I have, in the past, worn... Like, I have worn specific... Because I have so many colors to choose from. I have, like, for ritual gone and painted my nails with specific shades and to to use the correspondence or i've you know i've got several of her body butters and so some of those scents have correspondences for me so i use those for certain situations so to draw this back to the subject at hand Mm -hmm. if what you have on hand is nail polish and you know a color correspondence that relates to you you can use nail polish Mm -hmm. that'll get the job done Absolutely. And just so everybody knows, she does have a section on her Etsy store called The Wicked and the Divine. Yes. 
And so it's like Dionysus, Persephone. Yeah. Those are also technically fa- those are also technically fandom because the Wicked and the Divine is a, is a comic, but right. it's a comic about gods. Right. So hey, Marvel she, did it. So, yeah. You know. So she has she has a section for the Wicked and the Divine, yep. um, which has a lot of of nail gods. polishes that are named for and inspired by various gods. Yep. You can you can order a custom uh, color. color from her. Yeah. So if you if you if there's something very specific you want that she doesn't have, you can you can make a custom order for her and she will put it together for you. So yeah, basically breaking it down, beautiful colors, great scents, good, good for prices. your skin, great prices, yep. and excellent customer service. Yeah, Cal Cal generally right now she's a little behind because of the whole debacle imploding debacle. Yep. Um but usually she in my experience has been that she gets uh stuff shipped out within a couple of days. She's yeah. very good. She's yeah. very good. And it's just worth it. If you wear nail polish, eyeshadow, body butter, use mm-hmm. soap, you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> she's got you covered. I think she's also got a few fragrances now, too. I think, I think she does. she's I think working she started on. moving into those. Yeah, yeah, she started working on fragrance oils. She's so constantly she's got expanding. So just check it out. You will be pleased. Yep. That's it for the reviews. Nice. Very nice. Thanks. Classy. <laughs> And I nailed it. It came uh-huh. right in. Right That's in. Right. Uh-huh. Somebody quit talking because I was waiting for a breath. I know. I could tell. That's why I was trying to get all that out and done. Sometimes, sometimes Carr gets this look where it's clear that he's just waiting for us to shut it's up. Like, shut up. <laughs> You've said it again and again. Now it's time uh-huh. to stop. So now that now that we're out of the reviews, right, we'll yes. get back into the content Thank of goodness. the episode, which is. Correspondences. So, so we wanted to cover some some basic correspondences for you guys, mm-hmm. yep. especially those of you who maybe aren't familiar with correspondences already, don't have a list handy. Right. Um, Although there will be tons in the links, a lot oh, in the in the blog. But we wanted to cover some basics just to give you guys a starting point. And I think we found some that are a little different than you'll find everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're including some of these. Yeah. Is because Yeah, we found are... some some interesting Right. Yep. Some interesting tables. Yep. So the first one I found is all of the months. Mm-hmm. So it's broken down January through December. Right. And then there's an any month. Oh, interesting. At nice. the end. Yeah. A catch all. So, yep, a catch all, yep. And so it talks about what the the plant name is, mm-hmm. what the common name is, what the less common name is. And those is. are of the moons. Th- those are of the moons. Yep. Yep. For that particular month. What the basis is for the SBOT oh. for that particular month. So what your goal should be, what your action should be, and what kind of magic would be good oh, to be performed. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be really interesting to look at, you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month. Right. And say sort of, okay, what should my, set up a timeline. So we're, we're coming into May, right? Right, yep. So the goal would be focus on your career goals. The action would be make a major change in your life. Mm-hmm. And the magic would be candle magic. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. So, and then there's an element to it. Okay. So, for May, that would be fire. Okay. Oh, I can see that, because right. Beltane, Beltane got the fire yeah. festival. Yeah, and then, got the summer of course, coming the up. colors are then red, orange, and yellow. Uh-huh. You know, fire. So, yep. we'd get that in there. The gemstones would be amber, Apache, tear, ruby, and garnet. Okay. Again, yep. kind of in that same... Several of which were, yeah, mentioned in the, in the Beltane yep. episode as correspondences to Beltane. And then the herbs... <laughs> Are cinnamon and mint. Okay. I think cinnamon was mentioned uh, during mm-hmm. the Beltane episode as a correspondence, too. So that's that's interesting to yeah. see that those are those definitely correlate. Well, yeah. cinnamon oil is actually considered a hot oil. So oh. as far as, uh, you know, among people who use essential oils for things other than just spells, but right. for 
uh, but for aromatherapy for aromatherapy and stuff it is considered a hot oil so that makes sense is that oh. because, is, is that because it um it, it irritates it, the skin it, well because or? it can have kind of a a, a heating a, a sensation burning. yeah okay interesting I also would think because when you eat cinnamon candies, they're really hot. Right, and yeah, and then you <laughs> yeah. have to be careful when you're sensitive to the mucous membrane. Yeah, yeah. you do yeah. have to be careful when you're using any kind of like uh, cinnamon capsules, mm-hmm. cinnamon oil. You always want to use an oil carrier. Right, you know that type of thing. Gotcha. Interesting. So. I wonder if that's why I've seen cinnamon corresponding to prosperity, and I wonder mm-hmm. if that has something to do with it. Now, whenever I use uh, cinnamon for uh, some kind of a, a spell work, mm-hmm. I always make sure I coat my hands with, uh, with, with some oil. kind of coconut oil first. Yeah. Gotcha. Before, because I always dress my candles right. with, with essential oils, which means I, you know, as I'm concentrating on the intention, right. I'm covering, uh, covering the, the candle with oil. But I always, always, always put coconut oil on my hands first. Gotcha. Makes sense. I found an element wheel. Okay. So, which is done by... The cardinal, the cardinal directions, directions, mm-hmm. and the ones that are not the, cardinal, the directions. cross cardinals, I cross guess, cardinal. cross cardinal directions, the intermediaries. So, which I thought was kind of cool. So, you know, it's north, northeast, east, mm-hmm. southeast, south, southwest, west, northwest. Right, the full compass. The rose. full compass. Yep. And then I figured I would just kind of cover the north one since yeah. mm-hmm. we live in the north. Exactly. And that's, I mean, north-ish. that's uh, n- right. Michigan. North, north is often uh, a sacred direction. Right. So. Yep. There are a so, lot of traditions where you can only perform your rituals if you're facing north. So the element would be earth. Mm-hmm. The animal would oh. be bear. Intriguing. Yep. The holiday, obviously, winter solstice. Right. The growth phase is seed stasis. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. The moon phase is dark moon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense, right? Yep. Magical activity would be focusing inward, working on self or inner worlds and earth magic. Which makes sense. It's cold mm-hmm. out usually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the north, so you would tend to, yep. you know, do that. Um, other activities would be reflection and rest. Mm-hmm. And the astrological signs for that are Capricorn and Sagittarius. I knew the Capricorn because that's what I am. <laughs> but interesting. So north, they think cold. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so mm-hmm. they've associated things with it that are cold. Yep. I'm just going to make a quick look at just, south. Just glance at south. Yep. And and it's exactly. I'm exactly Heat. right. So fire. Activity. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. Yep, activity, awowness, high energy, empowering, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, so we'll definitely include that. Yeah. That actually came from a Druid website. Ah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. 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 Now, for uh, an example of listing correspondences by the element and then mm-hmm. what you might use it for, I have a short list. I'll just pick one thing out of it. Right. It's for, um, this is the, it's on wichipedia.com and, and it's listed under fragrance correspondences. Okay. But apple, because we mentioned right, apple yeah. earlier. Right, apple. So this just says apple, and then what you would correspond it to is anything having to do with agriculture. Okay. So if you were trying to grow mm-hmm. herbs or a garden or, um, you know, if there was a drought or something right. and you wanted... You were worried about your local you farmers. You were worried about your local farmers or your own farm or right. your own crops, whatever. That apple would be a good correspondence autumn. Anything having to do with the fall or right. autumn. Right, the season. Healing. Because, you know, apples are associated with healing. So if you have any kind of healing spell or ritual you mm-hmm. wanted to perform, you would want to include apple, um, hearth, home, immortality, love. And then the two um, sabbats that are, are connected to apple are Samhain and Yule. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And apple, you know, obviously if you if you cut it 
I believe in half, in half yep. you'll see a pentacle. So I think a lot of people will yeah, use... Yeah, in the seeds. Yeah, in the seeds. So I think Next a lot of people have used apples during Samhain as, for protection symbols oh, and for protection magic during Yeah, I think every, I, I think... I know we did this when I was a kid, but I think mm-hmm. probably everyone has done that thing where you cut an apple in half mm-hmm. uh, and then press the press it into paint and then mm-hmm. make stars with it. Yep, yep, we've yeah. done that. We You can also, a very popular tradition for divination during Samhain using apple is to uh, very slowly peel the apple all in, make sure you have the peel all in one mm-hmm. piece and then drop the peel into water and it's supposed to um, form the letter of your, whoever it is you're Of your married, intended. Of your intended. <laughs> Interesting. It, yeah. That would be terrible if you had like an apple peeler core slicer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because the peel would be the entire apple. Yeah. Just what why, letter did it make? Which is why you would not want to do it with some kind of machine. <laughs> Obviously, you focus on your intention with a... I'm going to marry a With spiral. a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and you get your uh-huh. apple peel and drop it in. But yeah. anyway, that that is a that's that's it's part of uh Samhain interesting traditions. I wonder if you were sufficiently good at uh peeling apples if you could hijack that. Right, yeah. <laughs> you probably could. Um, like, I want to marry Adam. I'm going to make an A out of this. <laughs> so some of the other correspondences we found are days of the week. Yep. Um colors. Yeah. What's yeah, new? color correspondences are I very use a lot of color very common, and there's uh, there is going to be some variance between them because mm-hmm. it, it, you know, different cultures have different associations with color. Yep, exactly. So, For instance, in um, like in India. White. Brides yeah. wear red, yep. and right. uh, white is for funerals. Yep. So, yep. which is completely opposite of what of, we of would Western understand culture. in Western yeah. culture. Numbers. Yeah, for numerology. Yep. For numerology, you might say, like, okay, I'm going to use apples, mm-hmm. but for numerological significance, I'm going to have three of them or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trees. Right. Which is huge in Celtic. Mm-hmm. Because Right, more than anything else. Really, right, because probably. we're really into tree months. Right. Well, and and for, so those are a big deal. It would make sense for green witches and hedge witches mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, green witches and hedge, hedge witches do a lot with plants and trees and right. nature. And, and the, the website that we'll list that has the trees on it actually talks about what then, if you have a wand from that tree, mm-hmm. what oh. it's... What its what its best uses are? Yeah, that would be interesting. Are. Yeah, um, so Wouldn't I think it be that's interesting to have cool. a wand from each kind of tree. Would. Yeah, you know, I think have that, just like really purpose. So that makes intended. me think, right? If you have very yeah. purpose intended wands. Well, remember yeah. we I found a, a stick yesterday on our on our yeah walk we went in on a park. A, we went on a walk. And uh, I found a stick, and <laughs> we intended it, it to be. It just drew. It, yeah. It was as we like, were leaving, when we was like, leaving. saw it on the ground, it was like, wait, pause, and halt, it was like I need drawing this. Drawing to, you know, I was drawn to the stick. But I don't know what kind of trees we were. We have in that area. We well, can find out. We can yeah, because I yeah. would love to. We know to what know. the park is, so we can. Yeah, because I'm going to make that little guy into a, a, wand. a wand. It's perfect. It's a good length. It's got nice. So, perfect. I'm going to interrupt here to talk <laughs> okay. about. This has been bugging Car all day. All well, two days more, more than twenty four okay, hours. Okay, so now. it's gonna we we digress a little from correspondences <laughs> right. now for yeah. a beef. Yep, right. for, for a beef. Yep, that's that sums it up. If you are going to run an event and have it open to anybody who wants to come, mm-hmm. particularly a pagan event, say you know for Belting, and you put a Facebook thing out saying please come to this pagan uh-huh. event. Be 
at least respond to people when they show up. This is what happened to us. We drove to this particular park to do this Beltane event. Yep. With a local pagan group. Yep. And we walked up. Nobody looked at us. They didn't even make eye contact. They didn't acknowledge us in any way. <laughs> I personally said hello. Uh-huh. And he one got about guy, 15 seconds of eye contact. I, one guy looked at me and nodded. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And at that point, even though I'm an outgoing person, yeah. I'm done with you. We felt... I, Carr I think is the most extroverted very, person in our family, and he was not impressed. There, there was a definite <laughs> feeling of... We talked about this in the car because so we went for a walk. We yeah. went for a walk in the park because we right. didn't want to waste our we didn't want to waste our time waste our right. drive and it's a nice park. It's so a, we went it's on a, a beautiful walk. day. So. And then we yeah. you know we we went back by and it still felt sort of very um, closed off. Yeah, very closed um, off and unwelcome. So so we got back in the car and we went home. Yep. Um, and in the car we talked about the feeling we got and Gwen and Car both felt much more rejected than I did. The the impression I, rejection wasn't for me. Right, unwelcome. Right, what apathy is what I got. Yeah, what, unwelcome is what I got. The and they were both very uh, offended. I think by the whole by the whole well, interaction. This is the second time this has happened with, with this, this group. particular. Yeah, this group. is the same group that Gwen and I tried to find at the at the coffee at the co- spot. Um, that's another podcast. Yeah, that's that you can we get into that. that I think. In, I think it was the first was one, meta- wasn't it? No, no it was, it was uh, monikers and metaphorical, metaphorical spaces. spaces. Yeah, okay. where we got into that because we were um, talking about being in the broom closet. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. So, so this is that same group that we couldn't connect with that time, and we couldn't connect with them this time, even though we actually found them this time. My impression was that, and this may be because I'm coming from a heathen direction. But in heathenry, there's the concept of the inner Garth and the outer Garth. And the inner Garth is your people with whom you keep frith and whom you protect from outsiders. And the outer Garth is everybody else. And I got the impression very much that they've already established their in-group. Their inner Garth exists and they've closed the door and they're guarding those walls. Then don't those walls. other people. Yeah, and so I got the impression that maybe not intentionally... But but I got the impression that you know they've 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 set up guards on those walls, and they have forgotten to open the door yeah. when they have invited guests. Right. Okay. So now I think now that we have well, aired yeah, this, I've done that. Yep. <laughs> now that you have aired this, we will move along. But we will just reiterate: if right. you're going to have an event, a pagan event, and you're going to make it open to the public, make or sure to you're other, actually make sure you're actually public. open, and yeah. you know just dis- discuss that yeah. with your group. Decide. Are we actually open to right. new members? And and maybe, you know, have one or two people who are kind of designated the lookout for new people. Mm-hmm. Right. And are the ones who make the introductions and draw people in. Yep. 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 Find your most extroverted member. Right. Right. Exactly. Or somebody who can pretend to be extroverted. Uh-huh. I can for pretend a small time. I can pretend to be extroverted yeah, right. too. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for a, a purpose. Time. For a short time. When it's my job. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So going back to tree correspondences, I uh-huh. thought I would read one. Yeah, you want okay. to read the what is it coming up? Hawthorne. Hawthorne is actually the one that's coming up. So that's the upcoming uh, Celtic tree month is Hawthorne. Right. So Hawthorne is a masculine tree. Okay. Interesting. So hazel is a feminine tree. Oh. I didn't know that those had genders. Genders <laughs> specifics, but so Hawthorne is assigned to the OM. Letter H, mm-hmm. is sacred to Aquarius and the Wind Lord Vashon. Okay. And its magical properties are Hawthorne wands open insight, provide psychic protection, encourage creativity, aid in the development of self confidence, patience, and purification, 
The wood is often used to make charms for banishment of evil spirits, leatherworking, concealing magic, chastity, male impotency, and fairy magic. I think that's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I think those are, you know, if you're going to, Mm -hmm. you know, do stuff with trees, Mm -hmm. then know about what you Mm -hmm. have. So, like, I have a staff that's from an apple tree. Yep. That I'm currently letting dry so that I can then carve. Yep. And we need to go back to that park and figure out which <laughs> what tree. I think it was probably an oak or an elm. We'll have to maybe, check. Yeah. But we'll have to check. Um, but so the apple is a feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And apple aids in the propagation of skills and is often used in love or fertility magic. Mm-hmm. Promotes peace, harmony, and visions. That's that Dagda. Right. Yeah. Got going on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's very interesting though that trees uh-huh. have those mm-hmm. kind of aspects to yeah. them. Um, and it's good for you to know them, especially if we're going to use any mm-hmm. kind of tree stuff, whether Absolutely. it's a walking staff or a Roland, wand. Right. These are important things. And, or, you know, like if you look at the Dagda, he had a club. Right. Mm-hmm. That one end killed and Out one end healed, bro- healed yeah, and re- brought you back. Right. Yep. You can also, and talismans as well. Remember, we do have a talisman hanging above our yep. door that was mm-hmm. made from, I believe it was oak and oak and um, I think it was mistletoe. Was it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Mistletoe. Yeah. Oak and mistletoe. Pure curiosity. Mm-hmm. Are ash and elm listed among your trees? Ash, yes. Elm, yes. Okay. Yeah. This just interests me because in heathen tradition, according to the sagas, all of humankind are descended from uh, two beings named ash and elm who may have been trees. Interesting. <laughs> so, correspondences. Uh-huh. Right, yep. Kind of a yeah. cool thing. Yep. And uh, so we'll definitely link to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll be linking all of these yeah. and yeah. many more. So <laughs> there's also the planets. Right. Mm-hmm. Which we won't get into because we've already somewhat talked right. about Mars. Days of the week. Yep. Yep. We talked about that. Webmineral.com. Yes. It's a very if you thorough have website. not found webmineral.com and you're missing you work out. with any kind of minerals, yeah, you're definitely missing out because it is probably the most complete it's very, very thorough. of minerals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's, yeah, very, very thorough would be an understatement. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got everything from its correspondence to its scientific, scientific properties, properties yeah. what it's made up of. Most you, scale. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So please dig into that and we'll link that as well. Mm-hmm. Gemstones. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, their meanings and properties. We talk about that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I like rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ode is our as our resident expert on gemstones. Not an and expert. I'm an enthusiastic and... amateur. Okay. I'm going to insist on that. Okay, our our rock enthusiast. <laughs> this has been since childhood, early childhood. Yes, I can when I destroyed the driveway digging rocks out of it. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Perfectly normal rocks, but they were big or interesting shapes. But it so I needed comes, them. It comes in very handy because I primarily use herbs and and uh-huh. oils and. Ode primarily uses rocks. rocks and various types of gemstones <laughs> or, dead things. or dead things. So we can, you know, we kind of mm-hmm. can help each other with uh, various questions mm-hmm. and ideas. Yep. I actually found one you didn't know about. Oh. The Rainbow Obsidian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So. A stone that Ode did not know. Right. They, they exist. That's because I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> There are and, lots of stones I don't know about. But, but an enthusiastic But Ode loves obsidian. I do. Yeah. And the so, various forms of obsidian. So the fact that there is a rainbow obsidian was, mm-hmm. I think, pretty cool. It's a dope-looking stone, it in is. my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got iridescence. I think I want one. Because yep. it, it has um, um, a mineral inclusion. Yep. Yeah. 
And so its uses would be emotional healing, inner work, meditation, and purification, mm. a lot like obsidian. Similar to, but but more um, more emotionally focused. Mm. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll link to that definitely as well. Herbs. Yep. Herbs. 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 Yes, herbs. My um, favorite. Yep. And the, the list I found for that is huge enormous oh my god there are so So, many so many herbs that's why i like to grow herbs um because you you really do ally yourself with the plant Mm -hmm. especially if you're you're growing it yourself it's uh it's a wonderful that said i don't think it's a bad thing to buy Oh, no. Herbs I didn't mean somewhere. to. Especially okay. if you can't grow it in your climate. Yeah, right. no, or I didn't mean to imply that. If you okay. have a black thumb. Yeah, no, right. I, I did not mean to imply that. I'm just saying, for me, as a green witch, it, it is very satisfying to, mm-hmm. to be able to grow these herbs, to be able to develop these relationships with them, to use them in my spell work right. and in my rituals. But I have a I have a cupboard full of, of, of dried herbs that I have both grown myself yep. and purchased. Yep. So I clearly do not have an aversion to purchasing. <laughs> right. Uh, herbs. I do think it's important to go to someone. Make, uh, make know what your source is. Know what your source is. We mm-hmm. we are very fortunate in that we have um, a, we a have, store yeah. near. Arts and craft. We have arts and craft. Let's just name yeah, it. We have, arts, we have and craft. arts and craft that has an extensive apothecary and owners who yeah. know what they've got. And they know what, their shit. They know their shit, and yeah. they are wonderful people. Yeah. Um. So, you can you can go to Arts and Craft and, and have no idea what you need, and say I need something for a prosperity spell, and and they'll be able to give you some assistance. Yeah. They'll 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 figure it out for yeah, you. Yeah. Paul and Pat are amazing. They yeah. are. Yeah. And I like very to say, knowledgeable. They also ship, so if you oh, yeah. you know yeah. they they're so if you don't live in our area, exactly, right. you can still get from Arts and Craft. Artsandcraft.com. It's A R T E S. And yeah, craft c r a f t dot com, yep. and they have their um their apothecary listed yep. by right. by yep. letter, I think. So yeah. this website that we're going to send you to also lists which ones are poisonous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you want to be very, very careful. Important. Critically important know information. Know what you're working with. Right. Yeah. Keep your banefuls distinct from your non-banefuls. And have gloves. Yes, if you're going always to use... handle them with gloves. In fact, you should also wear a face mask, probably. Yeah, with uh, some of them. A, yeah. a protector. Be very careful of using. If you if you intend to use... Like, you know, there there are a lot of what would be considered traditional witchcraft uh-huh. herbs that are that actually are quite dangerous and yeah. baneful. And you would want to be very careful. Right. Know what you're doing before you yeah. even attempt. There are some of these that you need to be careful even touching, mm-hmm. which you should certainly not ingest. So Belladonna is one of yeah. those. Yeah. So be certain you have all of the information you need. Check, hit up WebMD mm-hmm. before yeah. you touch yeah. anything Absolutely. that might, e- might even possibly be baneful. And have your baneful's herbs uh, set separate from your other yeah. herbs. I, I I would I don't currently the have the same any. way we perpetually reinforce fire safety. I'm going to perpetually reinforce baneful, baneful safety. Herbs. safety. Yep. Yep. And uh, this includes the oils. If you get baneful essential uh-huh. oils, you want to keep them separate from the rest of your herbs in your magical cabinet. You keep if them I, under lock and key. You probably. should actually. I don't have currently any banefuls. If I ever do get any, they're going to be going into a locked box. Yep. That is separate. Just because... And we don't even have children in the house. No. It's, it's just, just, a, just a precaution. It's just no, a you're precaution. our child. Well, technically that's true. Technically, yes, <laughs> that is old. true. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just child. throwing that just out ancient. there. Because Antiqued. I know that we do have a lot of people mm-hmm. who listen who are either new to the craft or getting back into the craft yep. after a long absence. Right. So just be careful. Know what you're doing before you touch anything yep. that is considered 
painful. Yeah. So the cool thing I think about the herbs is some of this you already have in your cabinet. Yeah. Some of them and, are just spices. And, right. And <laughs> some got, of them. You would be surprised. Some of them are just plants you have. Uh-huh. A lot of people grow African violets. Yeah. Yep. Oh, right? yeah. I have one on my altar. Yep. Well, yep. yeah. Yeah. It's yes. still there. Yeah, it's, it's still there. Still, it's still chugging away. Yep. Kicking. It just so, doesn't have any flowers right now. Yep. You know, it's gender is feminine. Uh-huh. It's planet is Venus. It's element Car always is looks water. at me when he talks about the genders because he can sense me rolling my eyes. I know. <laughs> um, and then it's 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 uh, correspondences are spirituality protection. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have and I it have... promotes spirituality when it's grown in the home. Yeah, ah. and I have those both on. I... I have that on my altar for both those reasons. Right. Suspiciously, Gwyn has been growing African violets since shortly before we all started doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. So, so anyway, we'll make sure we link to that because yeah. I think that you know a lot. It's of a that, very comprehensive list. And the good thing is, it's like and like this will bay, help you. bay leaves you probably have in your cabinet. Yes, yeah. absolutely. This will help you to get started on mm-hmm. your path without, without having, having to shell, to out. shell out money. Uh, exactly. I mean, you should be able to do this, especially if you're like a green witch uh-huh. or uh, uh, a hedge, yeah, mm-hmm. hedge witch. or a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yep. You should be able to do it all without having to buy anything yeah. extra, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. so. you might need a few extra things if if you want them, you know. But like, you know, a mortar and pestle, those right. kind of you know t- things to have. But, but frankly, some people just have those in their kitchen. Exactly. Right. So, and and the thing now, I'd also like to throw in there mm-hmm. real quick about having, for for instance, the African violet on your altar or mm-hmm. something like that, or using the right, right. the spices in your cupboard. It's great if you're still in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still in the in the broom closet, you use these things, nobody will know. Yes. I am going to say, if you have a mortar and pestle you use in your kitchen, maybe oh. don't also use it for spellcraft. No, no. Yeah. My yeah. my mortar and pestle is strictly for yeah. spellcraft. Unless you're using it purely for kitchen witchery. Exactly. Let me cover a couple more really quickly mm-hmm. because we are starting to run out of time. I am oh. not surprised. Well, technically speaking, we don't have a time slot, so we don't... <laughs> That's true, but I do have to keep it under yeah, I know. Neck, so. I know. I found a place that has seasonal correspondences, oh, nice. which I thought were okay. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And oddly enough, you know, spring would be sunrise, summer would be noon, autumn would be dusk, and winter would be sunset. Uh-huh. Go figure. But it has different stuff for all of it, so we'll make sure we link to right. that because yep. I think it's cool to have, like, mm-hmm. oh, for this quarter right. of the year, exactly. mm-hmm. here's some stuff that kind of fits. Essential oils. Yeah. My favorite. Got a big list I of those. Have, yes, I Huge have. List. Correspondences for that. That's gargantuan. He gave me a look. I don't know why. <laughs> Wikipedia also has a, uh, a a large section not really well filled out. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. correspondences by intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Wikipedia hasn't been like updated regularly in updated in a, in a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But the resources that do exist there are, are still good. Another resource that's really good is uh, Herbal Riot on Tumblr. Yeah. It has not been updated since 2015, but what has been what what is on there is very good, and that will also be included in the links. Mm-hmm. And then one other one that I want to cover that I didn't know about mm-hmm. is correspondences for tarot. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I'm not a tarot reader, yep. mm-hmm. so but I didn't know that there are actually herbs and oils that go along with each card, as mm-hmm. well as rocks, yeah, that stones. Go, stones that go along with and each minerals. card as well, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. So there are we'll some link witches, to all of those. There yeah. are some witches who will use tarot cards in their spellcraft, and it would basically be you would get a deck that is specifically for that if it was um, something that you were going to have to 
burn or <laughs> give away or bury or something like that. It could be expensive, right. but I know that there are some Unless witches, you can make your own tarot. Unless you can make your own. Yep. So I know that there are some witches who use their tarot decks in that Now, way. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I do want just want to really quickly touch on something. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, you may find that a lot of spells use pennies mm. as a component. Most of those, especially those that were created before 1980, are using pennies because pennies are copper, or at least they look copper. Since, they used to be copper. Since the used 90- to be copper. They, previously, pennies were about 95% copper and 5% zinc. In the 1980s, they switched that up. Now pennies are 95% zinc and plated in 2% copper. Do pennies still work as a copper correspondence, or are they just a zinc correspondence? Because copper and zinc have different qualities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Copper, I- copper, as we've talked about, is conductive. Zinc, because mm-hmm. it's a, a metal used in a lot of alloys, is a, a transformative metal. Mm-hmm. So they have different functions. I, I do think that it would come down to what you are comfortable with, what your intention is. And if you need to just go and, and find yourself an actual piece raw, of native raw copper. native copper, you can do that. I, I believe it comes down to intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you have to make a choice about that or if you can just say, you know, for this purpose, this penny is copper. Yeah. For another purpose, this, this penny, penny is zinc. zinc. Yeah. That's, what I, that's, again, what I'm, I'm yeah. going to say. Mm-hmm. I, it comes down to intention and what, honestly, it comes down to uh, what you are capable of as far as visualization or, um, right. you know, imbuing that, that symbol with, with the energy with that with right. the energy and power that you need for the spell. Yep. yep. So I just wanted to bring that up because I, I know pennies are mentioned in a lot of they are of especially older spells mm-hmm. that you can find around like in books or online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, to talk about that just because maybe it doesn't work the same way. Right. When yeah. the penny is not mostly copper. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And I, I do think. And I know, think that's going to depend on you. Do you think the power is in the thing or is the power in what you think of the thing? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we're at the end of this episode now. Yep. We've got. And so now I need to, yeah. to finish up our ending stuff. Yeah, you got to go through that yeah. whole situation. <laughs> I'm just bad at it. You are. Well, I need so to come up with all, like an ending thing yeah. that's a total ending thing. Well, first of all, you need to remind people about Patreon yep. and Discord and Facebook oh, yeah. and Twitter. Yeah, I guess we gotta cover that stuff. <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook Yep. at Three Pagans and a Cat. Yep. But because Three Pagans and a Cat is too long to say <laughs> or to type in on Twitter, uh-huh. it's just three underscore pagans yep. on Twitter. We actually have more Twitter followers than we do Facebook followers. But, but our more Facebook, engagement on right, the Facebook. Right, our Facebook followers are more engaged. Uh-huh. We love you. If you want engagement, go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. If you just want to see stuff we post, go, go to, to Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> but we also post it on Facebook, so uh-huh. you don't have you'll, to be on both. both. But ways. we try to post to both those places mm-hmm. simultaneously. simultaneously-ish. But there are some things that go on the Facebook that don't go on the Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, we also now have, besides a Facebook page, mm-hmm. we also have a Facebook group. Yep. The group is hidden from the rest of Facebook. Of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a closed group. It's a closed group. So once you're in that group, anything you post will only be seen by group members, mm-hmm. not by Facebook as a whole. So if you are still in the closet, right. that is a safe place for you to chill with other people yep. yep then patreon mm-hmm. which by one. the way we got a patron while we were here Hi. So, um, hello new patron hello yep. new whomever you are patron? 
Yay, Got a kittens! Kitten. Join our pride and yep. become part of our Patreon or our Facebook or our Twitter. It's Three Pagans and a Cat mm-hmm. on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have our Discord server. Yep. Which... There are links for everywhere, everywhere over all of our stuff. So it's on mm-hmm. our Facebook, it's on our Twitter, it's on, it's on our the episodes. episodes, it's wherever you could want to find it, it's there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the Discord is open to everybody. You yep. do not have to be a hunter the, or above to the, be a part of it. The server is open. There are just two channels that are locked to hunters. There's Correct. the patron questions channel and the recording channel, which... Tally was in earlier and got to listen to part of this live recording. Right. So you actually get to listen to this as we do it live. And send us questions. And send us Mm -hmm. questions before I edit it all down. So you get the madness and the coughing Uh and And the breaks for whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And 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 anything we cut out during the the course of of editing. Because sometimes I say stupid stuff during the (laughs) podcast. And then it doesn't go into the episode. It doesn't go into the episodes. So if you want to hear that stuff, you can be a hunter on Patreon. Join Tally. We also have a shop now. And Stevie, who hasn't been in the Discord. Dear Stevie, who is a hunter, why aren't you in the Discord, though? Right. (laughs) You can come and join us in the Discord. We do now have a shop. So if you go to the Three Pagans and a Cat website, across the top is this thing called a menu. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Imagine that. And you know what? It's got an about us... Which, by the way, now has cool pictures. Right. Um, we got icons now. We got icons. That are icons of each of us. Though you can't actually see who we are yet. They're still cats. And then there's an episodes tab, and then there's a host tab, and it actually has more stuff about each of us except for me, <laughs> uh, because I refuse to write anything, and so mine just says car is complex. complex. There's a contact us where you can indeed contact, contact us. us. And we encourage you to do so because I'm thrilled every time. Right, yeah. Every time we get an email. The whole family comes together and we d- we discuss the yeah. email. <laughs> um, all the blogs are on there. Gwen has services that she offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can find out about those on the website. You just click on the services tab and it populates for you and you can read all of those. Yep. There is a calendar. The calendar is more complete than it used to be. It used to yeah. be just when we were going to record an episode or when we were going to post an episode. Like if you went on it today... You would see that we recorded from noon to two, and you would see that tomorrow we're posting the episode. Yep. It'll probably be late, but it'll be <laughs> How depending on miracle of miracles get it done today. It's possible, but I'm gonna definitely have to take a break uh-huh. in between recording and editing. So, but the calendar now has more stuff on it. Right. Yep. So you can also it also has moon phases on it. Yep. It has all of Sabbats. the sabots and esbots on yep. it, and then I have started going in and putting in at least. Local to us, local being the state of Michigan, right? to us, events that are going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So whether we're attending them or not, I'm putting them on there. So mm-hmm. that you guys, if you live in our area, because right. it seems from the analytics that a lot of you are in Michigan. Yes. Then you will know where these events are. Mm-hmm. I did happening. put So I did put Starwood on there, mm-hmm. um, which we're not going to go to this year. We're hoping to next year, which is in July, and it's in Ohio, but it's close. It's driving distance. It's driving distance. It's only like, it's just south of Columbus. And then our I'm Patreon trying, is I'm there. I'm trying to realize why people tune out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> our Patreon is there, so you can click on that link. Yep. Also, there's one now that says shop. That's our new one. It's the big one. It's the granddaddy of them all. It's a red bubble store where you can buy <laughs> stuff that has our brand on it. And it's cool. It's very cool. <laughs> cool stuff. A, it's not just our brand. 
It does have some it's of true. your it's artwork. It's also got some of just my art, <laughs> which again is very cool. Right. But there's all kinds of crap you can buy there. <laughs> it was the granddaddy of them all just seconds ago. Now it's crap. Shirts. Shirts. Shirts mugs. Stickers, mugs. Dresses. With, with three pagans and a cat on it or with the fo- whole family of cats or just our individual cats. Or just with photos I took. Yeah. <laughs> the background. Things for, I've drawn, etc. It's, yep. it's very yep. cool. Well, anyway, that's it. We're done. We finally, <laughs> we've reached the end. And goodbye. <laughs> Merry part. <laughs> You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com. 